0: Hi, everyone. It's Elaine Hamilton from the Reiki Center. Today, I would like to talk about pain, chronic pain in particular. So this is not referring to pain that you get because you've broken your arm or because you've put your hand on the fire or something, acute pain, which essentially is a warning symbol or signal, sorry, for your your body, right? Like Pain is something that is there very deliberately so that we can keep ourselves safe. And when something's wrong with the body, it signals that something is wrong. Chronic pain, on the other hand, is not particularly helpful because we might have started the pain because uh, there's something wrong with the body. For example, if you have arthritis, then you get chronic pain. If you have um, fibromyalgia, you get chronic pain. If you have an injury, you might start with acute pain and then it moves into chronic pain, even though uh, there's nothing wrong anymore. And sometimes you know what the problem is and uh, the pain isn't helpful because it's no longer a warning system. It's it's moved into a kind of feedback cycle whereby it's being fed by um, your thoughts and your thinking and resistance. And so I, I'd like to talk about that because. um maybe maybe it helps if you're someone that's suffering from chronic pain maybe some of these investigations will help you to lower the severity or intensity of the pain that you're experiencing and i say this because in 2020 i uh, my left shoulder froze up and that's quite a common thing for menopausal particularly women but <laughs> or menopause's women sorry I meant I meant in the 50s it's more common in menopausal women uh, of course men get frozen shoulders as well Uh, but anyway so I struggled with that and it lasted about 18 months and so I went through a lot of investigation around the pain because once I got over the initial concern with what it was, it took me a while to figure out it was a frozen shoulder. And then once I realized and I was going to my osteo and I was doing my little exercises and stuff like that, it really was a a weighted out kind of situation. And then um, this year I've developed the same condition in my right shoulder. So now I'm dealing with a frozen right shoulder and going through this whole process all over again. So I have had a lot of chance over the last couple of years to really experience and experiment and dive deeper into chronic pain um and it is interesting because second time round it's no less painful but it is much less suffering because I kind of know it's a bit like it for, for those for those of you lovely mothers out there who have had more than one child you know the second one the pregnancy and everything is it's just so much easier because you kind of know what you're dealing with um, and any similar experience like that where the first time round is is a bit alarming um, and then once you settle into it it's just you kind of you kind of know you, you know the territory like for me I kind of knew right there's going to be really intense pain for about two months and then it's going to go into chronic pain And that chronic pain will eventually, hopefully, kind of work its way through. So I guess for me, um, the attitude that I hold, which might be very different if you have fibromyalgia or arthritis or or, um, a condition that is really ongoing, um, is in my mind, this is a great opportunity for me to experiment around pain because I'm kind of hoping or knowing that it will at some point get better. However, what I really want to talk about is this idea of investigating and diving more deeply into the connection of the thinking mind, which creates an overlay of suffering. Um, and the second thing is that often, and I'm not saying this always, but often, particularly when pain is non-localized or um, not connected to any particular reason. Often that pain is held through a a resistance in the body, and uh, a lot of people would consider it as part part of trauma or part of um, a lot of stress in the body that over time starts to create these really chronic pain conditions. So when you're working with your own pain, what tends to happen, the, the most natural response is you want it to go away, obviously. And so you will try and find yourself in a comfortable position. You'll try and stretch it out. You'll try and uh, take painkillers. You'll, If you find walking helps, you'll go walking a lot. And all of that stuff, I'm saying just carry on whatever your pain management is. Uh, keep doing that. That's absolutely fine. But then uh, for those of you who suffer chronic pain, you know, it doesn't get rid of the problem, right? It just it just helps you bring it down to a manageable level. So at that manageable level, uh, it's an opportunity to come into a meditation with it and just see what's holding. Holding is not quite the right word, but just see see what's what, just see what's going on. So for example, uh, I wake up in the middle of the night now, several times a night because I'm lying still and the shoulder, it does a lot better when I'm moving all day long. It's It hurts when I overreach or stretch or or kind of move it in the wrong direction. But apart from that, movement helps to keep it fluid and supple. And so the pain during the day isn't too bad. But at night, because I'm lying flat and I'm lying still, I get woken up a lot because the pain really starts to amplify. So obviously I sit up, I start to do my rotations. I start to stretch it out. I try and ease the pain. Um, But another thing that I do is I also just meditate on the pain itself. And what that looks like is as I'm lying there, I am feeling into the sensations, and what tends to happen is when I feel into the sensation. So what I mean by that is, for example, I'll be lying there and I notice a lot of heat. Uh, that's where it is at the moment. There's a lot of heat, there's a lot of tingling, there's a feeling of contraction. And the way that I would describe it is like I want to rip my arm out. <laughs> it's like I just want to rip, rip it out. It's like so uncomfortable. And I just want to get out of my own skin but that's thoughts. So the sensations themselves would be heat, would be tingling, would be a feeling of contraction. Uh, and even the words like tightness and contraction are also thoughts. I'm interpreting the way the sensations are feeling. You, When you really meditate on the sensations themselves, it's it's kind of like you go closer to them. You get more intimate with them. You dive into it more. And the sensations just become sensations. Now, you could label it like heat, tingling, uh, pulsing, these kinds of things. But then the descriptions of wanting to pull my arm out or the descriptions of just I can't bear it, I can't stand it. When will it go away? These are all thoughts. And if you can identify them as thoughts and go, all right, that's just a thought, that's not a sensation, and stay with the sensation, then what can happen uh, is that you start to get in touch with an emotion, um, and that's being hidden by thinking or resistance. So the thinking is the resistance, right? It's like you dive into the, the sensation, let's say, for me, it's like gets really hot, Gets in- there's an intensity to it, there's a kind of, it's really hard to put in words, pain, isn't it? But you know, if you're suffering from this, you you know, it's kind of like this really intense. And I wouldn't even say challenging or uncomfortable because these are also thoughts. So if you if you release all of your judgments around the pain sensation itself and simply stay with the sensation, then you might also notice there's an underlying emotion. And that emotion could be fear, it could be anger, it could be like a a sense of desperation, a despair. Uh, And these are are just emotions that you would kind of expect to be there, to be honest, but we often overlay it with, with thoughts so that we don't have to feel the emotion. There is a lot of value in feeling the emotion because that emotion is the way I want to say it's it's why the pain is there because that's not necessarily the case. But certainly it's the resistance that's holding the pain there, shall we say? So the the pushing away of difficult emotions will then keep it trapped in the body. And over time, over many decades, perhaps, as you've been repressing, these really difficult emotions, and they may have come from childhood, they may have come, you know, you think about every single difficulty you had. And if you weren't really allowed to express it, or you weren't encouraged to express it, then over time, it's going to be layered and compacted down into the body. And then that starts to create all kinds of issues. And things like autoimmune disease, um, things like IBS, digestive issues, these are these are kind of signals that your body is out of balance um, and that out of balance could well be because of compacted emotional stress, tension, trauma, all these things. Now, I'm not going to say that across the board, hundred percent is like this, but there is a, there's a high enough correlation between trauma and stress and a, a chronic pain or IBS or digestive issues Um, or rheumatoid arthritis, or these autoimmune diseases, there's there's so much connection between uh, a lot of trauma and emotional repression and these diseases manifesting, that I think it's safe to say that there's some kind of link. Now, of course it might not be 100% link, but there's a strong enough link that would warrant an investigation from your viewpoint. Because at the end of the day, if you investigate this over a couple of months, and it doesn't change anything, then okay, at least you've tried and you've had a look, you've investigated, see if there's any emotion. And the thing that I wanna say is that it's really, really subtle. So when you first start diving into the pain, first of all, there's going to be a resistance even to that. It's gonna be, the first thought is gonna be, I can't bear it, I can't stand it, I can't do this. And the pain will respond. As you do this, it will get more and more and more intense. And all I'm saying is, especially when you know it's chronic pain, which means there's nothing actually wrong, right? I mean, there is something wrong, but there's it's not like you've broken your arm or you put your hand on a fire. You don't have to do anything. The body is telling you it's inflamed, but whether the pain is there or not, like you take a painkiller and the pain goes away, that's what I'm saying. Like there's nothing actually that you can do or need to do. You don't have to move. You don't have to fix anything. It's just pain. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it's like, okay, you're lying in bed and you could be lying in bed in pain or you could take a painkiller and there's no pain, but ultimately you're still just lying in bed. You don't have to do anything. Hopefully that makes sense because the invitation is that you let go of the belief that something is wrong in that moment, there's nothing wrong. You're just lying in bed investigating your pain, okay? So there's nothing to be frightened of or scared about if you allow yourself to dive into the pain because you're just lying in bed investigating. Now, just notice the thoughts that start to come up first. So the thoughts will come up first and then the emotions. So the thoughts will be things like, I can't bear this. I can't stand this. I can't do this. These are all just thoughts. And those thoughts are in place to stop you investigating. So that's the resistance, right? So you start to hit this layer of investigation, investigational resistance that says, don't go there. Don't look there. Now, what I'm saying is ignore that. Ignore the all the danger signs that say, no, do not go, do not, do not enter here, go into it. And then once you've gone into it, just see what else comes up. So notice the thoughts as they come up. So it's okay, right? And you just pay attention. Oh, this thought, and oh, this thought, and oh, I'm stuck with this for the rest of my life. And oh, this is just going to get worse. Oh, I'm doomed. Oh, whatever, you know. And you just keep allowing this to arise. Don't get attached to it. Don't start thinking about it. And then you just see what emotion is underneath all this. And maybe there's grief and maybe there's tears. And when there's tears, really pay attention that if you do start crying, you don't go into a thought cry. So you start crying and then the thinking starts to come in like, oh, poor me, or this isn't fair or what. These are just thought tears. So you want to experience the actual emotion that is trapped in there. And oftentimes uh, if it is trauma work, then you will start to to feel a certain age, often much younger than you are now. And often there'll be a certain feeling around maybe even memories or um, kind of feelings that oh, I remember this. It's like This is what happened when I was seven or that feeling of compacting in, feeling very vulnerable, feeling very scared, frightened. And all the time reminding yourself, I'm lying in bed now. I'm this age now. I'm safe. I'm just allowing this emotional pain to come up, to be held with a lot of compassion, with a lot of love, a lot of Reiki, and just allowing it to free itself to come into a certain freedom with it. And if you can do this, uh, it will kind of change and evolve and you'll be able to hopefully work with the pain. Now, a lot of people have this agenda. Oh, if I work with the pain, then it will go away. I think if you have that kind of agenda, you will muddy the purity of it. So if you can experience this and go into this purely for the um, the curiosity of what else is here what is this pain what is it about like what what's it trying to tell me? what's it trying to release? What's it holding on to? What am I resisting And these kinds of questions will just help you to investigate the pain without an agenda of getting rid of it just to investigate the pain to be with yourself, to be with the pain, to be with the emotion, if there's any that's underlying it, to see clearly the thought patterns that are contracted and resisting around it, and and just to be with the whole picture so that you are understanding uh, what's going on for you. And you may notice that there is a reduction in the amount of suffering and pain that you experience, or you may not now this is not some kind of cure it's not some kind of promise that it will get better not at all but it's simply a way of opening up another avenue of investigation um, and maybe it helps and maybe it doesn't so i hope that makes sense i hope that helps some of you um and yeah if you've got other things that have worked for you around managing chronic pain then stick it in the comments because it might help somebody else that would be that be really good um and and approaching pain as a signal or a message or something to be investigated, something to make friends with or to become more familiar with and unafraid of, so that you are able to dive into it more intimately, allowing it to, to just really take over all your senses, so that you can really see what else is there, what is this, Um, can be a very powerful investigation. If for nothing else, it will help to reduce your suffering and your fear around the pain. And it's certainly less tiring. You know, pain is very tiring and exhausting if you're resisting it all the time. So this is another way of just loosening up the body, relaxing the body, uh, allowing you to, to experience Uh, the senses more fully without closing everything down. Okay, well I hope that helps. Lots of love, bye.